I don't I haven't divulged to anyone is that I was put on a gifted and talented program from when I was six. And from I, you, well, from sorry, from when you were six. From when I was six, yeah. It all stemmed off the back of um, a well, a potential dyslexia diagnosis at the time. Okay. I, it's it's weird because I remember like teachers telling me I had learning disabilities, mm -hmm. and and my mum knew different. My mum knew different, and then off the back of that, she she said to me like one day, like when I was growing up and whatever, like go in the school and like work your hardest, show them what you can actually do. Welcome, people. Welcome back to episode 37 of The Incompatibles. Myself, Bilal. Your boy, Moad. I don't need to introduce myself anymore, man. Mm. Speaking of introductions, we have a guest today. Welcome. Kobe. Welcome. Welcome, my brother. My G. Cool. But yeah, man. Want to give like a brief introduction of who you are and why you're on this podcast, man? I mean, so my name's Kobe. Um, Speaking to that, yeah. I'm what best classified as an entrepreneur mm. uh, bit, bit, bit of, do a bit of everything personal training online coaching got my own charity consultancy private tutoring um suppose i'm here today because well i know you and i know you far too well <laughs> <laughs> and um that's facts yeah so entrepreneur so, so you, we're talking money today i don't know you you might you might have to you know just listen to us but we, we, we're gonna I be talking money percent of this podcast too so i'd be very careful yeah yeah a lot of debt to you. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that, guys, what do you think of the the layout? Because yeah. obviously I did this... layout. Shut up, man. No comment. Yo, I did this single-handedly since... Uh... Where were you? Where were you? <laughs> I was working. I was working. Is that, is that Get, you... Getting the money for you to paint the walls. Yeah, is that what, is that Blood clot. <laughs> uh... I'm the money man here, bro. I talk money. That's the only language I speak. I can tell, bro. I mean, he's always dripped out, you know. I know. That's why he can never understand me. Part of the drippy commit, you know. Yeah, man. Come okay. on. But yeah, man. Kobe, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been man. a long time since I've seen you anyway. Yeah, yeah. July, you know, I think. Mawad's birthday. Yeah. Well, it was a good night, that. Good day. Something like that. Something, Something like, like that. that. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak about it too much, though. No, 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 no. Of course. Yeah, so many details that can be left out of it. Just, just a few. Just a few. But yeah, managing. How are you? I'm good, man. Alhamdulillah. I can't complain. You know, I'm out here. You know, drinking bunny. You know, just you know, working. Everything. <laughs> Everything, man. Why am I laughing? Bro, your language is funny, bro. I like it. My language. Okay. Say something in your language, then. This is my. 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 We call it water here. I can't lie. We call it water. Oh, you just don't want to get sent back home. <laughs> Nigeria Jamaican exotic. Oh, you're Nigerian Jamaican. Something like that. Oi, come on. Something man. like that. Yeah. My bad, bro. My bad. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not used to. I'm not used to podcast, man. I know, I know, I know. Special guest appearances and that. Yeah, but man, come on. It's been it's been a long time. What have you been up to recently since I last since I last seen you anyway? Um, well, I relaunched I relaunched my charity again three okay. weeks ago. Um, it's called Against the Odds. Uh -huh. Provides education to underprivileged children from socioeconomically deprived areas, um, more specifically where I'm from in Toxteth. Mm. So I relaunched that three, three weeks ago. It's gone crazy. It's bigger than it was last year. Um, Capacity is up to 40 students at the moment. And what um, was it last year? It was around 22. Oh, okay. So almost so doubled, we, yeah. We've almost, yeah, we've almost doubled. Got a new, new facility. Um, online coaching is forever growing. 
like a really decent number of clients on the private tutoring. I'm homeschooling people now, so I'm yeah. even teaching engineering, so oh, I'm sure wait. you'll appreciate that in a <laughs> so yeah, I'm just I'm just doing me on a daily basis, man. Not really Yeah. Alright, let's, let's let's start from like where you first started talking anyway, the charity. What made you want to go into that? That's a good question, you know. Um I suppose I think I was in my fourth year of university. I come out with two degrees already and I thought, you know what, I want to help oh, okay. and, and give back to my local community. Mm-hmm. Um always kind of been aware that I've possessed a gift. Um and so I wanted to use that in order to give back to my local community and What help. was the gift, sorry to cut you off? <laughs> What's the gift? I'd say <laughs> I'd say my memory. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got a, a very good memory. A memory that allows me to well, get four degrees by twenty four. Um, you know, not not to brag, but like that's quite unheard of. Um, I was doing multiple degrees simultaneously, and so I decided when I was get, when I got my second, what I want I want to give back. I didn't know how I wanted to give back, but then an opportunity come up, um, and someone sent me it. It was the Virgin Money Young Changemaker Fellowship Award. Okay. And if one were successful, um, they got ten thousand pounds to create their own social organisation. Ah, okay. And give back to the local community in whatever capacity you see fit. Mm-hmm. Mine was always going to be education because I'm a big believer in education. I think it's the, yeah, you know, it's a it's it's powerful and it's the mechanism for the future. And so I thought, okay, what am I going to do here? I knew I was good at maths, even though I, I specialised in law in university. I was always good at maths. Been tutoring for eight years already at that point. I thought let's not let's set up a, a maths and English GCSE facility yeah. where I could help people who are not as fortunate as myself. They don't, yeah. have, the, they don't have the education I've had. They're neurodivergent, you know, so they have they're autistic, ADHD, OCD, all that kind of stuff, and they come from low income backgrounds. A bit like myself, uh-huh. but they don't have that perceived gift that yeah pe- people don't know that I have. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Right, speaking of that, so how did you start off? So talk about your younger years leading up to now obviously there's always a story to it to get somewhere amazing and great there's always a build-up story for you to to move on to that life so what was yours okay (laughs) Okay, you did throw some curveballs at me today in it okay so the short answer or the long answer we're here all day (laughs) okay you got time yeah yeah we got got time time. okay um so I, I think not to get too deep or you know like depressive, but like I've always been quite a loner growing up. You know, I was doing I was doing maths by the age of three or four. I was I was quite oh, same. Is it? Yeah, I rate, on, man. I rate that. My mum really pushed me. Yeah. And I was obsessed with like cosmology and astrophysics and stuff. And I was always a bit of a loner. Mm. Um really ingrained myself in this world of education and, and, and advanced mathematics at that age. And like I think and I always grew up different. And you know when you know when like you enter like year five, year six, year seven, year eight, and your mum and dad turn around and say to you, you know, you'll meet your tribe, you'll meet your people. That never come for me. That never come for me. So I've always been a bit of a loner. Um and I suppose being a loner, like what else can you do apart from like socialise? You just you do your own thing inside, yeah. you know? And I was just I was just doing work. I was just revising, I was playing football all, all on my own. And so I didn't really interact with many people. And so I thought in the future, I, I always wanted to set up this organization whereby I'd get people together who are similar to me, uh-huh. um, neurodivergent or not, and, 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 and create a tribe, create a network, create a village yeah. that they didn't have otherwise. Something that I wish I had when I was younger. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I suppose it just, it, it just continued from there, you know. Um, 
I always got bullied in school a little bit growing up because um, of the way I looked or or even because of how smart I was you know I I, I don't I'll go the same yeah I don't, I don't I don't go around screaming that I'm intelligent because that's only relative to someone else isn't it that's what intelligence is do you know what I've realised about as well that In my experience, anyway, it's not how I so like tell people that I'm intelligent. More time, it's a lot of what the teachers do. Like they be they be going doing extra, saying like, "Oh, Bilal's done this," or like Kobe's yeah, done yeah, this, yeah, yeah. and it's just like it, I think like it puts something in the other students' heads to be like, "Yo, alright, he's a bit of a neek because yeah. he's doing all that." <laughs> that, that that in my experience, that's what it was anyway. Yeah. Because when I was like, so say you talk about like year five, year six. When I was in year five. I was in the year six class for maths and I, you know, not to like brag or nothing, but I was kicking their asses. Yeah, times tables, all of that. Oh, bro, I was there. My like. Yeah, come on, bro. I was there, but like, yeah, that's, that's, that, that was my experience anyway for that. So I feel like, not to, not to go into teachers anyway, because they got enough on their plates, but yeah, that's, be careful when you do stuff like that. Just, that's just what I'm saying. Did you go to like, so was it just, normal school did you go to or did you have extra classes etc because that's what I, I used to get sent to arabic school on the weekends oh, and yeah. the curriculum of the arabic school so whatever i was learning in normal school i was a year ahead in arabic school yeah, do you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. so whatever i would learn say in year five i've already done yeah, yeah, yeah. that went on until about year 11 so i was always a step ahead yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was a lazy student, bro. I used to get in trouble a lot of the time. I wasted it. What did you? Sorry, to what? What did you learn in like Arabic school? Was it like the same stuff? It's the really? same stuff. It's so just, what you was reading like of my semen in year four then? No, 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 no. Obviously, it's like a different curriculum. You're oh, learning okay. about the the Arabic history and that, that. That's different. But in terms of mathematics and stuff like and science, I was always learning like things a year ahead. Oh, so okay. way when it came to GCSEs. I was like, yo, I've already done a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that gave me an advantage, but I didn't take it. Because yeah. uh, I, I was always lazy. And I used to get in trouble for that all the time. Yeah, I could tell by your body shape back then you was lazy, but yeah, anyway. Uh, go on, Kobe. I mean, he's an engineer now, so it's worked all right for you. <laughs> but to answer your question, yeah, I, I did normal primary school, but what, what, I, but what, what I, I, don't, I haven't divulged to anyone is that I was put on a gifted and talented program from when I was six. From you, well, from, sorry, from when you were six? From when I was six, yeah. It all stemmed off the back of, um, a well, a potential dyslexia diagnosis at the time. Okay. I, it's, it's weird because I remember, like, teachers telling me I had learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. and, and my mum knew different. My mum knew different. And then off the back of that, she, she said to me, like, one day, like, when I was growing up and whatever, like, go into school and, like, work your hardest, show them what you can actually do. 
And then from there, like I was, I was taking all the classes and I was playing football on my own in primary school because I'd, I'd done all the work in, in a, in a. Uh, just try, try not to say the F word, but yeah. My, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, everyone else is still doing the work and I was just outside by myself playing football and that exacerbated the loneliness that I felt. Mm. And so off the back of that, I was put on a gift and talented program up until the time I went to secondary school. And then it's weird, man. I feel like I started off average. I became very intellectually dishonest. Like I, I was scared to, do you know when like you're in a classroom environment, yeah? And the teacher picks on you and says like, oh, what's, what's the answer to this question? And you turn around so you don't know, but you do know. That was me for for three years, seven, eight and nine. Well, you pretended that I you didn't I just pretended know. I didn't know the answer. Oh, okay. I, 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 Is I, there a reason I, for I, that or? Well, I went to an all boys school for a start. So oh, I, God, as, you, I, as you can imagine, the, the bullying is, is, is in excess. So I, I thought it was um, uncool to be smart. And so it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's illogical looking back now. I'm, I'm age 25 now, so it's illogical to look back in 11, 12, 13. It's, it's, yeah. it's uncool to be smart, but that's how I viewed the world. That's how I viewed education. So I thought, and then and I became painstakingly average as a result until year nine, where I thought, you know what? Let, let me, let me start showing people. Let me cook. Up. Yeah, let me cook. Exactly. And then it, it ends up me me doing my, my master's GCSE early, going on to international math GCSE. Compete, oh, wow. competing in international mass competitions, so on and so forth. So, see, he he makes me feel like a failed wonder kid here <laughs> because that that was me in like year three, year four, but it was like year nine or ten that stopped. I became like I was still like top of the class, but like, I wasn't there. This guy's a brag, isn't it? <laughs> no, see, man. see, the thing is, bro, like you don't know better at that time. Yeah, of like course, bro, man. I didn't think you know I was gonna go all the way up to uni and study engineering, bro. Do you know what I mean? I just thought, yo, why am I here? What What's the point of this? Yeah, because like for me, for me anyway, that was a myth because I was the first one in my immediate family to go to uni. I got older brother, but he didn't go uni. So the, even the thought of that, I wasn't thinking that far ahead when you know you're that young. Because when you're that young, you just want to flip him, you know, play FIFA or all of that. You know what I mean? Football, you're not really football, that, all that. Yeah, come on. But yeah, that you, you you don't think that far ahead when you're that young. Do you get what I mean? So I feel like you sort of like take your focus off it and be like education and you just don't like fully put 100% into it. I feel like. No, this is facts. But I think <clears throat> like shout out Mumsy because Mumsy's always pushed me in education. She always nurtured my potential. She was buying me books when I was younger uh, in order to advance where I was currently at. And then I think weirdly she she liked, like took her foot off the pedal a little bit. When she realised that I I would be alright regardless of her pushing me or not. Oh, okay. But then I think she took her foot off the pedal so much so that I just became a little bit lazy, a little bit how you characterise yourself. And then, as I said, year nine, I just I just turned it all around. So, yeah, can't complain too much. But off the back of all that, um, you know, I went on to achieve like A's and A stars at GCSE and so on and so forth. Got into university, etc. And then sit circle back around to the charity. I just thought, you know what, like a lot of people in my area aren't afforded the same education that I've had mm. and would love to, whether because they're on the fringe zone of, you know, um, adhering to uh, anti-social behavior, like gun, knife, crime, drugs, all that kind of stuff, and they want to secretly get out of that. Yeah. Or whether because they simply are failed by conventional mainstream education. Mm. And so they're the, they're the demographic that I, I, I like to target. Yeah, so sort of like, you know, targeting people that, you know, you sort of like see yourself in, I guess, so sure. to speak as for well, sure. yeah. For sure. And how can the people watching this acquire that? Say, it's because some people that watch this have their own kids. Yeah. You get what I mean? So is there a way that they can connect with you? 
in terms of the the, the charity. Okay. So. Well, funnily enough, I've been told that for the charity, for the project that I'm doing, they get against the odds. I need to make my own like social media page and whatever. Yeah. I was I was looking at making a website, but for me, because it's so specific to people in Toxtiff or the surrounding areas, uh, I thought, you know what, let, let me do it via word of mouth or like little leaflets and that. But I'm yeah. gonna be creating a social media page soon for against the odds because. Not, I don't want to showcase like what I'm doing and like look at me. This is what I'm doing. It's more so like this is the this is the issue that I wish to address. Mm. Our conventional mainstream educational system is not accustomed for people who are new to the country for a start. So refugee asylum seekers, yeah, they're not accustomed for neurodivergent individuals or those who who's. English is an additional language. And so I think I need to create a, a page for Against the Odds and what the issue that we're trying to tackle and address as a result and let people know that something is, is getting done about it. Because you look at the Liverpool City Council, with, with all due respect, you look at the surrounding charities and projects, they're not doing enough. One, because they're not actually going out to the people themselves and saying what you need from us, what you want. No one's, no one's doing that. People are setting up projects based on an assumption of what people need and want. Whereas I've actually went out there and done the work. I've, I've spoke to people. What do you think the um, the reason for that is? It, is it a lack of funding or is it, you know, sort of like not actually putting that money towards something which will be beneficial for the people? Everything's funding, man. Every, uh, everything's funding. So with Against the Odds, it's funny enough, I got 10K to set up the, my own social organization in it. Mm -hmm. But like to actually start the project, I had like a grand left after all the expenses, after paying people, after traveling around the country and- Equipment, et cetera. Equipment yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I had a grand left, so I put X amount of money on my own of my own in um to start it which was do you know what i mean like it, it, it can be a lot yeah. it can be a lot um it can be a lot it's the same way you invest in this in this podcast studio do you know what i mean and you, you double down on yourself that yeah. you're gonna make it eventually a lot of people that like, don't realize the sort of like the background stuff that you know people don't directly see which goes into it that you have to pay for it facts. for for things to run facts it, it, we can't do anything without money so, exactly. that, so to answer your question it's a bit of finances but it's also a bit of um it's a lack of awareness as i said my thing was um, there's a local like census report going around, or there was a couple of years ago, which s said that a lot of our Yemeni Syrian children in in the area are being failed um, in, in education, and they're they're failing their GCSEs as a result. So okay. off the back of that, I wanted to make up the charity and target those individuals, those from Syria, you know, Libya, Africa, you know, uh, Pakistan, Iran, all all those surrounding countries. Yeah, shout out um, to to help them. You know, English English kids, we have a if you're born here, you you have it easy. You're already at, a, at an advantage. Yeah. I want to help those kids who are automatically at a disadvantage, hence the name against the odds. Because we need to, well, I'm going to try and help them defeat the odds that are stacked against them. Is your plan to, sorry, I'll, I'll, no, I'll give you a second. Yeah, you Is your plan to take this, you know, outside of Liverpool? Is your mm -hmm. plan to take this, you know, UK-wide? Like, or? I can't really say too much. But, um, I've said on a, on a different podcast before, is that I'm, I'm in the process of talking about getting my own school. Okay. What, oh, getting your own school, sorry. What that looks like, I don't know. LeBron James over here. <laughs> what that looks like, I don't know. Um, logistics, capacity, funding, I don't know. Mm. But from the private tutor, and I've got another business as well, which helps autistic kids, um, autistic children, students, like pass the GCSEs, and I'm taking them from fail to, to strong passes. Off the back of that, like parents are saying to me, you've got a gift. You've got a gift for teaching. Like, yeah. You, like, in whatever way capacity you have let let me try and help you to to build a school of your own 
I don't know whether I want to take it in that direction, but I definitely want to be a part of discussions moving forwards. I don't know whether I could be the the you know head teacher CEO of of that of that. I don't know, but I definitely want to proceed with that. Imagine being underachieving and go to head a teacher's office and seeing kid my man. <laughs> right? Do you know what we make a vow? The moment this podcast okay. starts bringing big money, we invest with you. We'll help you start up. I appreciate that. Man. Oh yeah, facts. You've got to. We've yeah. got it now. I've said it. It's on camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we can't back out of it now. It's on video. Nah, but yeah, no, nah, 100% we'll do that. I appreciate that for sure. For sure. As I said, I don't know, I don't know, you know, whether it's going to transpire or, or come into fruition, but nevertheless, like it's, it's a conversation I'm willing to have. I, I'm so passionate about it right now. I homeschool and I treat it from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. every single day. I don't get bored of it. I don't get tired of it. And it's so rewarding, you know, just seeing the grades turn around just off the back of me being able to extrapolate what's in a textbook and articulate it in a way that there is intelligible for them and that they can understand it. Yeah, that's, one the, of, that's the most important thing. Yeah, one of the main characteristics of that is, you know, people who find gratification out of helping other people. I feel like that's a very good trait to have. And, you know, you definitely display that. Yeah. And I believe strongly in this thing called effective altruism. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've heard of altruism, but yeah, but go and explain it. So effective altruism is where, like, say for on my online coaching business, not people know this, but the pros, about 30% of the proceeds that I get, that revenue off the online coach, and I reinvest back into my project. So what okay. happens is, is is when you're good at some, uh, something else, which can generate a large amount of income, you don't, well, donate, you sponsor yourself in a different project. And so you are officially paying your, your own charity through your other job that is almost effortless. So online coaching, for example, I don't spend that many hours a week on it, but it generates probably my biggest income. As a result, I, I can afford to reinvest that back into my project. So did you say 30% of your revenue or your profits? Revenue. Oh, well, that's big. So so when people, think, when people try and estimate how much I earn, I'm like, you can't do that because <laughs> you, you don't know the background <laughs> stuff, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like when, when you start earning big money off the podcast, when you reinvest it back into the podcast, it's like, that's not yours, but you just reinvest in it. You double down on yourself. But I'm doubling yeah. down on myself and my project. Yeah, and that's 100%. why I put out a post the other day saying like, whatever volunteers come to my charity, I'll, I'll reimburse your travel costs. I'll pay for your refreshments and whatever. And that's what I'm doing right now um, through the online coaching stuff. So I'm not living, you know, a lavish lifestyle with the online coaching or <clears throat> however, whatever money else I get, I, I'm constantly reinvesting it back into into helping out other people. And that's what effective altruism is. So altruism, is, altruism alone is, is being charitable. Yeah. Effective altruism is using your gifts and talents elsewhere to generate that revenue to, in order to sponsor yourself elsewhere. I'm guessing that's where the effective part comes into play. And and you see Bobby brought him on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the online coaching, obviously you're a big lad. Uh, Making oh me God, look small go. on the sofa. Here we go. Right. What's the story behind that? So your your gym story coming up to that all the way to the Before coaching. Before you answer that, do you, do, you, do you see each other as ops? In that space i'm clear bro <laughs> oh hey listen man. i'm clear <laughs> it's already clear because i'm coming back off injury low-key <clears throat> oh <laughs> i'll take it bro i'll take it this guy <laughs> this guy forgets this guy for that he learned everything off me oi he's one of my oh, first clients son. he's That's one of my crazy. first clients per personally i wouldn't have i'm gonna out shout bro you see this fine physique Relax, bro. I'm not gonna. This is not about me today. It's about him. So, yeah. Hey, listen, bro. All I'm saying let is me, he's, he's got it. he's got the confidence to not have a jumper on. That's all I'm saying. And, and I'm, I'm making myself look tiny as well. I'm being humble, bro. Let's, let's That's why I've got a hoodie. 
Yeah. Let the shoulders pop, man. Um, oh, man, this is this is a long story, the gym thing, you know. So, I, don't, I think you know, I come from an MMA background, MMA football background. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, yeah, so I did MMA for a long time, did football for a long time. We still still play football a little bit, up until injury, of course. Um, when I was 18, decided to start the gym. I needed a, n- a new form of discipline to allow me to get through dark periods in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, won't touch on that too much unless you just want me to in the future. But yeah, became instantly obsessed. It's the, it's one of the only things that you can do on a daily basis where, as, as you know, you, you can see yourself progress. Hourly. Yeah. Every, every single time you're doing a chest exercise, you're going a rep up or increasing weight. Yeah. And as a result, as a byproduct that you, you put on muscle, um, providing that you're, you know, eating correctly and providing your body with the, the correct nutrition and fuel, et cetera. And then I had the opportunity to get sponsored when I was 19, 20. Um, Bye. And become a fitness model. It was Next in London, an agency down there. Oh, okay. And then there's a couple of, of local UK brands as well. Um, more specifically, it's out of business now, but it's called, um, it's called like men's, no, it's called like athlete, athlete supplementation, something like that. You won't have heard of it, it's out of business now, but they, they did fairly well on Instagram back in the day. So I was sponsored by them for a, a while, getting supplements and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then just became literally obsessed. Obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. To so the point in which I was skipping university to go gym. Like me, my, oh, me, okay. me we, 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 we were both, we were both doing that. We were skipping university to go gym. <laughs> good, good times. And then, in the, in, so I, I, I forgot to mention I also qualified as a PT at eighteen as well because I didn't actually think I was going to university. So I was doing that like, part time, not major, not not big, not a major, not to brag about. Um, and then lockdown hit. Oh uh, yes. Lockdown hit and, and as you know, people wanted like to work out but didn't understand how to. So my first ever client, Ruben Landham, shout out Ruben, um, coming to me and this guy's got insane genetics, he's got insane physique. But like he was putting on a little bit of weight and he was asking for my advice. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll happily give you advice, but that's gonna cost my time. So why not buy like a workout and diet plan off me? Mm-hmm. So he did. About two months later, the guy's getting sponsored to be an international model. And, oh, and, wow. and go and work for the likes of like Nike, Adidas, Tommy Hilfiger, Foot Asylum, all that. He was doing modeling pr- previously, so I can't, I'm not his claim to fame or anything like that, but the, the shape that I got him back into or helped him get back into w- was phenomenal. And you see the transformation yourself. And from there on, I thought, okay, like I'm, I'm good at giving advice. I'm good at making and formulating these, these workout and diet plans around, you know, a client's likes and dislikes, allergies, snacking habits, all that kind of stuff. Why not set up a little business? Uh, and, and so it did. And then, you know, it, it's, I've been doing it four years now. So it started off quite slow, not really much money, not re- not really much revenue. Um, and then over time, just picked up, picked up, picked up. I was working a little at the time as well. So I was working a little part time. Hey, come on. Shout out my key Shout workers. out Bakery fam. <laughs> Yo. Like, Do you know what was mad? That was the first time I seen him like in person. In Lidl? <laughs> yes. What? He was, what, he was serving so, croissants? Bro, so, like, so I was, oh, I think I was living... I was living in Liverpool at the time. Wait, is it the Lidl, which is underneath? The from- yes, yes. No way. So basically, <laughs> I think I knew him from Instagram, but I didn't know him well, right? It was just one of them ones. You just follow each other. I bump into him in Lidl. That must be crazy. And that was the start of it all, bro. Yeah, so obviously since then, I'd come to Lidl quite often because, bro, oh, yeah, I so eat a lot. Yeah. And it's downstairs. So I used to see him there quite often. Sp- spoke to him every time I seen him and since then we just became good mates 
So yeah, man. It's a it's a pleasure, bro. Yeah, it's, it's something like that, man. Something like that, and uh, you know, little little's really good. Taught me it's like social skills. As I said to you yeah. before, growing up, I had no social skills. Didn't really interact with many people. So working in retail, it gave me that social skills. Yeah, facts. But then it also gave me the the money to reinvest into my online coaching, which I wouldn't even say is catapulted yet, despite having you know a fair amount of clients. But I was sitting on maybe like 20, 20 clients in my first year, and mm-hmm. it just gradually, gradually, gradually went up and up and up, and now. It's it's somewhere in the region of like it's touching seventy five uh, between oh, wow, okay. personal training and online coaching. So it I've done all right, uh, and that's without like a social media presence. I guess me and him have discussed before. Um, and I suppose like my my passion for it has just been elevated across time. Uh, learning reinvesting back to the education. So I went back to university and did my uh, master's degree in sports nutritional sciences, alongside my legal masters. And so, and I'm the flexor. All right, cool. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. No, no question for you. So, say someone out there wants to start an on, uh, online coaching business, yeah. right? What's your advice for him? Because with every business, you don't make money at the start, and it, it gets frustrating. And I feel like these. Sorry to cut you off. And I feel like these days, like the online like PTing like that you see on like social media has become very diluted. Yeah, it's, it's saturated. Yeah. It's saturated, bro. You're telling me. So yeah. So. The advice I'd give you and the advice I'd give anyone I'd give you before is, is create a free challenge. Okay. So, you know, browsing your story, I'm taking on five free clients um, for three months. Uh, and at the end of it, I'm going to generate some social change, social proof, sorry. So your transformations, you know, you can take on people who are weight, overweight, people want to gain muscle, men, women, whatever it is. Do do a challenge of like five or 10 people, uh, take them through a process of three months, um, generate those transformations afterwards and then start posting them on your social media. Start showcasing what, what you can do online first. You can't just become an online coach or a personal trainer and expect people to come to you just by you becoming or yeah. a personal trainer and getting the qualification. Like, that's just not how it works. You need that social proof in order to generate new clients, in order to 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 allow them to pay you money. And, and then it's just um, like a domino effect from there. You get X amount of clients, get the transformations, repost them more clients come, blah, 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 blah. That's when the word it, of mouth comes through and then, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the most simple advice I can give to anyone who wants to become an online coach is, is do a free challenge. Obviously, you don't get paid, you're, but you're, again, you're investing in yourself with your time and your clients. Get those transformations, repost them and, ho- and hope that more clients are going are gonna to come through. For sure, that, that's my advice anyway. And, and to be fair, I think how I got so many clients so quickly uh, without a social media presence is one, because I lived and breathed the sport. I'm not, I'm not a competitive bodybuilder, but I I, I lived my life. We, we both did. We lived our lives as if we were bodybuilders. If we got to step on stage in, in the Olympia, that's how we lived our lives. Yeah. But also, like, people would come up to, like, both you and I in the gym and ask us for advice, and we'd give free advice and not even think about monetizing that information. But it got to a point where I was like, I'm giving so, so much free advice that, you know, why not monetize it? Why not get people to pay me for it? And then that's yeah. when I decided to go back to university. So I paid, like, four and a half K to go back to the Open University did a master's in it and thought you know what this is not this not only can enhance my business but it can allow me to charge more as a result yeah definitely yeah the rest is history that's one thing that used to annoy me because i'd get so many questions whether it's on instagram or in person bro and i'm just there giving out free free advice free free information and i'm just like i'm an idiot bro (laughs) do you get me because bro knowledge is power and it's money if you if you ain't got money to start off, you start selling information. That's Definitely, the best yeah. way because it costs no money 
it just takes you time to learn that information. But I just had it from experience in the gym for so many years. And I was just being an idiot. And since then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest myself and become a PT. So I got my qualification. From there, I managed to sign up a couple of online clients and then the podcast came in the in the middle. So like I can't do both at the same time. Mm. So that's why I've always favoured this aspect of things because I always thought, you know what, coaching, as much as we say it's a business, it's a job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's not for me, bro. But you're also forgetting as well, you invested in me as a coach. You're also forgetting that as well. You, pay, you paid me, and we were friends at the time, but he was offered to pay me money as a coach to, to help him as well. And we got him into good shape, didn't we? And then he, he reinvested into his not. Wait, his you paid coach. him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't don't ever try chatting to him then, bro. This was how old was I? Like nineteen, twenty. I was young, bro. It was like three years ago. Yeah, it's time back. Yeah. I remember I had a little dad bod in it. I was like, yo, when did this come out, bro? <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Screw it, because I I can't be asked finding foods to eat. I'll just I texted him, yeah. and he patted me. So I did that a couple months. Yeah, bro. Got patent, Do you know yeah. what? I still rate this. Do you know the oats? The oats shake. Yeah, yo. yo. Oh. Every day, fam. Yo, I was on the shake. <laughs> yo, you know about those oat shakes? Homemade oat shakes? Yo, bare calories. Yeah, I was on them, bro. Yeah. You got bigger than me? That's close. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a couple like there's a couple like hidden like gems which you can find in supermarkets which will get you, yeah. Dates as well. Yeah, dates. Mashallah. Yeah, on, I know you know about the dating. Yeah, come on, man. So, so yeah, just reinvested in, into myself, doubled down on myself, and then you know what? Like this year's really erupted. It's really kicked off since I started my own coaching page, which I haven't even posted that much on since starting that page. The social media presence is, is increased, and therefore the amount of clients increases as a result. And then, and it is a job, but it's a job that I love and doesn't actually require that much time. And you know what? All my clients like really love me, and they really um. They really idolize, look up to me, and that just makes it a whole lot better. They don't, they don't see me as a coach who they're just paying for for money. Like they know that I've got their back no matter what. Yeah, the sure, bridging type I'm, of thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Moa can attest this because Moad, when he was in university, when I was coaching him or like helping him, whatever, I even ran him some some protein in it. I even ran him a couple bags of protein. <laughs> and, I, and I'm the same with my clients now. If like you run low on protein and obviously like you pay for delivery, which is going to come in like three to five days, I'll just run you some. Just because I've, I've got loads in my, in my house. Oh, and so I, he's the plug as well. And so I'm, the, I, I'm that kind of guy as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not all about money. Like, I'll happily give my clients what they need in order to reach their goals as well. That's a beautiful thing, man. I've got a question for you. So, now that it's reaching up the end of the year, what would you say your biggest achievement this year was? Ooh, good question. Yo. Because, I mean, you're in Manchester to celebrate a milestone anyway. Mm-hmm. But obviously... Wait, what's the milestone? Across the whole year, I want you to to choose. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's achievement. <laughs> um, wow, my greatest achievement. Well, I'm in my, well, I'm in Manchester right now to celebrate like business milestones and like reaching a certain level, whether that's oh, okay. whether that's income or, or financial gain, whatever. But my my greatest reward or achievement this year is probably a case study. So in January, I was approached by um, a mother of an autistic, um, her autistic son. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, we got, we got his diagnosis at the age of 15, um, two months ago. So December, 2022. Okay. Um, so a year ago this month. Um, and the, so 
that already is a red flag because autism shouldn't be getting diagnosed at 15. Um, it should be much earlier than that. Yeah. Anyway, she tasked, well, she didn't task me. I took the task to, to help him with his GCSE maths and, you know, took him from a grade, I think it was two or a three. I, 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 inevitable fail, the teacher categorized it as, and we got him up to, I think, one one mark off a of grade five in, oh, in foundation. Wow. So we took him from like a two or three to a five in four months. Um, it was four sessions a week and she absolutely invested in his education. And do you know what? Like, I even shed tears when I found out his result because I just thought, you know what? Like, this is this is mad how you can... Yeah, okay, I was getting paid for it. I was going to his house four days a week or whatever, but how someone out there can help him get onto his next chapter. And now he's doing engineering college. And now I'm, now I'm choosing him engineering. Um, it's not you, is it? <laughs> oh, my bad, sorry. Yo, sorry. I might have some mild... Uh, Autism, you know, I might have it. I'll be honest. I don't know. Hey, listen, bro. It's it's it's, it's never too late to diagnose. Uh, bro, I'm smart, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. I cut you off. Yeah, no comments. I probably have autism too. Don't worry. Um, and so just just acknowledging that that result of his and how happy he was and how happy this family was and you know the Instagram post she did about me like changing his life and and, and oh and, bless yeah and I just thought you know what wow um like that's that that's probably single-handedly the biggest achievement. Yeah, and I've I've done well this year in terms of achievements and goals and objectives. Mm. I've, I've surpassed the majority of them, but like that, just one case study that that changed my life and that that allowed me to visualize my my goal in the in the educational business uh, or industry per se. And yeah, I think it, it's 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 brought me a lot of gratitude and a lot of happiness. Just just knowing I was able to help that one person out of out of many this year. For him in particular, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, when when it's sort of like a big achievement as well, and when it's like highlighted, and you know, when the you know the customers like so like grateful to you, you know, yeah. it can be you know, yeah, overwhelming. Yeah, a lot to you. You for know sure. what I mean? For sure. Amazing, bro. Right, going forward then, twenty twenty four around the corner, less than a week away, I guess. Oh my god, that's crazy to think. What What do you think? Where's your head at this year coming? What, what do you think of doing more of the same thing, or are you trying to step up, step it up to the next level? Good question. Well, twenty twenty three was a big year, but twenty twenty four is gonna be different in in every aspect, every single aspect. The in terms of the educational stuff, the online coaching, me as a person, my my personal development and traveling and practicing gratitude and, and, and you know working on my beliefs. Um twenty twenty four is gonna be the biggest year of my life. I can, I can already see it. In terms of actual plans and, and projects and all that kind of stuff, I suppose I'm not gonna say too much, but Come here, I'm just gonna ask. I'm not gonna say too much, <laughs> but I, I just know that it'll be I'm already I've already worked on the foundations needed to take it to the next level. I, I already know that for a fact. I, I I worked too hard and I've built up the foundations for too long for it to not catapult to the next level. Um, and for me not to be a, a formidable person in whatever industry in I decided space, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's it's the goal, simple, to dominate every field that I'm in and take everything to the next level. Smashed it, man. Traveling. Oh, God. <laughs> you got that in the in the mix this year? You got to travel a lot more? Yeah. 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 Is, there, right, is, there, right. is there a specific location that you're set on or you're going to see where the... The wind takes you. Yeah. I'll see where the wind takes me. You know, I'm looking on Thailand, Bali this year, though. Asia, for sure, mm. for sure, for sure, for sure. I told you, let's go, man. <laughs> yo, hey, listen, man. Yo, those those twenty hour flights ain't no joke. Yeah, but the views though. 
Yeah, true. And with your boys now. Joe. You know that would be sick, you know. Yeah. Reco- recording a podcast in Bali. That would be a m- outstanding. Do you know what? <laughs> Talk about Meha in Bali. Let me finish uni and I'm ready to go. Holy I'm there. That. I'm there. I'm there. Say less. But you know, next month could be a big month, you know. Maybe potentially Barcelona. Who knows? Um, see what the boys are saying. And then. <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> let's not say too much on that. And then, yeah, Southeast Asia, maybe Australia, Dubai. I'm looking everywhere. Every, okay. ev- everything that I've wanted to do in, in a past life for the last couple of years, I'm, I'm going to do this year. And, you know, I've built up the, the the resources to allow me to do that. And so next year is all about enjoying myself. You know, I worked, I worked this year too hard, too hard, 80 to 100 hours a week. So next year I'm going to, for the first six months, I'm going to go hard as well. And then take a backseat. The, the, the last six months um, still be working still be working on my businesses and on myself and etc but but just more enjoying my life as well yeah of course because you, you have to have that balance otherwise you're just gonna sorry you're gonna get all that overrun you know yeah. I mean like everyone has to have that balance whether it's you know like one hour a day or you know just like taking like a week off every like a few months like well everyone needs that balance you yeah. can't just go out 100% all the time it's impossible yeah but I suppose balance is relative and subjected to everyone isn't it so of course yeah my balance last year in all fairness was nine months intensive and I took three months what, took three months off off the the, the the educational consultancy bit anyway and then you know I went to I went to Rome went to the Amalfi Coast by myself went to the Canary Islands with my boys a few other places as well so that that's my that's my balance is knowing that yeah. I can work as hard as I can for nine months go all out and then take three months less intensive and then I can travel Mm. So, so yeah, balance is subjective for sure. Interesting. Outstanding. Just before we wrap this up, I've got one last question. What's the biggest lesson you've learned this year? Good question. The biggest lesson? Yeah. Can be good or bad. The most meaningful one for you. Sounds quite cheesy, yeah, but I suppose even in your darkest days, there's always some light. And this year, this year has been quite—I wouldn't say dark for me, but it's been a bit, been a bit weird. It's been a bit weird for me. Do you know what I mean? I think working so hard, I, f- I forgot about a lot of things. Yeah, but I, can I think that as well, yeah. in turn, it's allowed me to practice gratitude and, and look out for the silver linings. And I suppose that the biggest lesson is is to always look out for those silver linings, and that even if you can't see them, they're there. Mm. You just have to find them for yourself. I find it funny how we were painting the wall black and he's always talking about all this dark stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we foreshadowed it. <laughs> literally, literally. But yeah. What's yeah. your biggest lesson? Let's Mine? Go. Yeah. Patience. Sabr. Mm. Yeah. Because I get very impatient in terms of... So I juggle a lot of things. Obviously this, uni, work, different stuff. And a lot of the time I was getting very, very irritated at how much I've, I'm doing for so little back. Yeah. Till I realised, you know what? It, it's funny, because I was working as a PT. That's the lesson that taught me this. So a lot of the time, when, you, when I first started up, uh, I had no clients. And in the gym that I was working at, you don't get paid an hourly rate. It's like you work these shifts in exchange for your rent. So for a while, I was working 
for free basically with no clients in that taught me the lesson you know what if i'm able to do that for someone else's business i can do it for mine so that was the lesson i feel like god put me in that situation to understand that you know what if you're going to do the podcast or you're going to do the coaching youtube whatever it was whatever business you're going to do it's going to take time for you to get the ball rolling and you need to be patient enough to to just invest in your time and get nothing out of it yeah. for, for a while before we go is there anything that you want to ask us <clears throat> well you've asked me about 2024 and where i'm taking next year what about you where are you taking it what are your plans what are your goals i'll let him answer it okay let's so. see his vision my vision is with these with these new contact lenses. Just just want to point that out. Um, my vision for me anyway is you know still working nine to five. You know, building on that. You know, just you know gaining money from that. Really, just progressing myself on an employment basis, but also using that to put back into here because I I'm sure you you feel the same way. I've got big plans for this podcast. Okay, I want to grow this. I want this to be. Not just the biggest podcast in money, but UK. Do you know what I'm saying? This is gonna be come on. This is gonna be a platform, you know. <clears throat> like we know you in it. Well, he knows you. I met you through him. There's gonna be bad, more people out there like you with more stories like you. Like I want to bring them up on here and bring give them the platform. Do you know what I mean? Because like at the end of the day, like not everyone's gonna be able to come up on here. Like we want this to be a platform to you know spread some you know some good shit do you get what I'm saying so this this is once I want to be the platform for that the main one anywhere around here do you want to add on to that move over yeah. <laughs> not like that um, nah to be honest what you said spot on um, eventually for me I want to get uni done if I get an opportunity to w- with a good job in terms of engineering I'll do it if not all guns blazing in, in my own businesses, this being number one priority. We want to make this the best podcast in the UK and eventually take it worldwide. You know, collaborate with people abroad, go and do shoots abroad, etc., etc. So, yeah, we want to give people an insight and the opportunity to come on here, express, and show the world what they've got. Because, you know, speaking is a talent as well. Not everyone can construct a good speech Facts. on a camera. Facts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one thing that, that we want to do. Give as many people as possible the opportunity to come in here and talk about their story. Definitely. And obviously still... Have a laugh. Have a oh, laugh yeah, and, we'll, and take, yeah, we'll, we'll take talk the piss. We'll talk that talk as well, but yeah. Because <laughs> obviously uh, i got to be a menace to society sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways... Anything you want to add on before we call it a day? I think we can call it a day right there. I'll let you do the outro this time, actually. Kobe's been a, an honour and a privilege. Thank you very much for coming on. Of course, man, as always. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure. Episode 37. Make sure you subscribe. Follow all our social media link in the bio. We'll leave Kobe's in there too. Mm-hmm. If you're onto his coaching, whatever, hit him up. It's all in the description. But yeah, it's been your boy Moad some guy in a short space of time and everyone else is still on the still on the shit do you know what I mean oh can I swear on this